Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed, and sitting in for my play cousin Joy and Reed is Chris Witherspoon. What's popping, y'all? I, I love it when you're here. I love being in this energy field. This Man, is like an energy force field, y'all. You are have. like officially family. I am. I'm fine with that. There's no denying I'm it. Totally There's fine no with denying my it. name. You're yep. starting to look like Witherspoon us. Reed sounds like a fierce like company <laughs> of some sort. It does. Yeah. It does. So how are you? I'm feeling myself. I'm I'm, are I'm you? great. My I'm I'm feeling fierce and my energy is like through the roof and you spring always is have here. good energy, man. But you know what? The winter brings me down. I'll be I'll be does honest. It? Yes. The winter and like all the gloom and the lack of, you know, beauty beauty around me. The yeah. lack of leaves and trees and yeah, flowers man. and such make me a little bit sad. A little bit worn down, but and I'm New York feeling can right be now. a little extra grimy. You know yes, what I mean? It's such yes. a dark city, and I like running outside. So I, I went running too. outside the past week or so, uh, and I'm just like loving. I'm looking around and smiling at folks like it a makes psychopath. You I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> people think I'm crazy, but I don't care. Mo- mothers are grabbing their children. Totally. Get away from that man. Yeah, willing their strollers away from me. It's totally <laughs> fine. Well, listen. Before we listen to your wind down, I want to tell everybody what we are drinking and give a shout out to our dude Moselle. Wines by Moselle. He has this website and it is winesbymoselle.com. And if you use a promo code REID, you can get 15% off your first your your first three-month subscription. Now let me tell you, Wine Church is what he calls it. It's an educational wine home delivery service created by our friend Moselle. Each month, he will send you four bottles of wine along with a personalized wine sermon, tasting notes, and food recommendations to help you understand your wine and identify your palate. Hallelujah. All I, can I love hallelujah it. Because Join it, the this, congregation. Oh, yes. So we are drinking Friend and Farmer from Spain. There are flavors of cherry, plum, tomato, dried fig. I thought I tasted some mm. fig in there. Not really. It'll pair nicely with, oh, there it says pair nicely with notes of cedar, always with the leather, wow. tobacco, vanilla, dill, and clove. And he said that this is 100% vegan. You know, it tastes amazing. And Isn't I, it good? I have been having this sort of like intrepid- or, or trepidation about vegan, vegan-friendly things. Why? And this feels like regular, just regular, Everything regular, Everything vegan wine. is regular. What do you mean? You know what? Somebody I was talking to the other day took me to a vegan restaurant. Which one? Um, it was in Jersey. I don't know the name of it. But it just, it was good, but I left still hungry. They don't have the greatest vegan restaurants there. Okay. What okay. did you eat? You know, I had this cauliflower situation that was like fries, if you will. <laughs> and something else. I just remember those the most, but I, I just wasn't like really fulfilled. Well, you need to go with me. Okay. To a vegan restaurant. Is there one in Harlem? Yes. Okay, let's do it in Harlem. Uh, come on. I, there's so many. There's an, There's another one that has great soul food. Called the Urban Vegan Kitchen, See, which I has like chicken that. and waffles. They have po' boys. Wow. Um, they have all kinds of great food. P.S. Kitchen on okay. 48th Street at um, 8th Avenue has uh, bao buns. Ooh. They have all kinds of burgers with mushrooms. and t- They have a lasagna. Come on, Come on carbs. Man. You need to go with me. I'm on this no-carb thing Monday through Friday. My boyfriend Frank and I are doing it together, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But on the weekends, I will come and mess it up because Saturday and Sunday I'm doing yeah. carbs now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I have to do carbs on a vegan diet. Okay, yeah. It doesn't work with my body. You'll, be, you'll fall over. No, you listen. Without it. Let me 
me tell you, everybody thinks that being vegan means you just eat plants or you just eat vegetables. That's not it. You can eat pasta. Mm. You can eat all kinds of sauces, beans. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that you can eat. And then if you want seitan or tofu, if you want something that gives you a meat, seitan, like a meat-like fill, there's that. So come on now. Come on. Come and eat with me. I'll show you how to do vegan right, baby. I'm here for it. Healthy, and you'll be satisfied. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So what are you whining down about today? You know, I'm whining down whining about down. about this is my love for black women. I got oh. invited to come speak to Thank a college you. in New Jersey. Um, the name's escaping me. William Morris. William Morris College in New Jersey okay. next month to talk about just me and my journey in, in, in journalism. And, so you're going to do it next month. Yes. Nice. And I'll be talking to black women that are in sororities. Doing like a sorority week that they're having there. And that was just such a big honor. At first I was like, me? They want me? Is and it a particular I, sorority that's I doing think it's it? Just, it's, yeah, I think the, it's all of them. Like they're all coming together and doing like a week. Oh. And I'll be doing a like a speech there talking to them. And I said, it, it just really made me think about the past. I was writing my speech early because I love doing that. And I, I, I'm calling it a message, not even a speech. Just more of like the message that I want to give to them. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I've, I've always had black women to my left, to my right, front and back growing up. I never really fit in with the guys that were the alpha males and the jocks. You know, me, I was twirling baton if I could, if I could find one, <laughs> with the majorettes. You know, yeah, I, right. I, was, I was always, and, and black women have been so generous to me and have been the most instinctual and intelligent and savvy group of women that have allowed me in to sort of, yeah. you know, sit and learn from them that I'm honored to be able to give back to these women. That's so nice. Yeah. I wonder if my sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, will They're be a part involved. Of it. <gasps> They're a part of it. How did I know? Yes. How did I, think I know? Also, coming off the heels of, and we'll get into this later, but Beyonce's Homecoming, I feel even more honored. Hello. You know, I feel even oh. more honored to be in front of Black How many times have Greek. you watched Homecoming? Every single day. I'm not going to lie. I, w- I watch snippets at the gym now yeah. when I'm on the treadmill. It's, yeah. it's, it's my workout, you know, routine. Because Beyonce was so honest about her workout, too. I there. know, right? She just gave you so yeah, much. That it made me. Remember that scene where she said that she could, that, that she did Soul Cycle that morning? Yes. And pretty soon she's going to do Soul Cycle and the steps and yes. her entire show. I was like, yes. Yes. Go, yes. Summer goals. I loved everything about it. I've watched yeah. it three times in entirety, but I've tried to, you know, I catch snippets here and there. And then I'm obsessed with the Before I Let Go challenge. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I've I don't a, know about that. Oh, the challenge. hashtag Before I Let Go. With, you know, she, she did a song at the yes. very end. She did her version of it, and she gives you new dance moves to do. So it's like, Ooh, you know, do yes. this, do that. And I'm trying to learn them, but we'll we see. We got to do that at the Reed Family Barbecue. Yes, come on. Let's go. Reed Barbecue, Reed Family Barbecue. Yes, we'll do it and in front of an do, audience. Do, and you'll be our lo- special oh, guest, me, you and Joanne. And well, we'll we got to learn, learn the steps for that. We're, I got somebody who can yes. teach us. I got it. Well, I got what's it, your wine now? I'm winding down right now. Wind it back. I love when Solange came up there. I love homecoming so much. I can't get over it. It was just amazing. And just black excellence, unapologetically. Okay, I'm moving on. So my wind down is today in the studio for my television show, New York Live, Viola Davis was our guest. Oscar winner, Tony winner, like legend. Emmy winner. I mean, she is incredible. And her energy is so... She she has this re- and I'm sure you've met her, yep. interviewed, interviewed her. her there's times. this regalness about her, but there's also a very she's very uh, approachable and mm-hmm. personable mm-hmm. as well. She's just very she just seems like one of your girlfriends almost, but still, you know she's Viola Davis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And she came in the room. She had this cute black jumpsuit on. 
uh, blazer. She has her beautiful natural hair and a big fro. And she had these silver metallic um, platform sneaks on. And she was just the coolest, coolest thing. You know what I think is interesting to come into who you are or to come into your fame later? Yes. Because I think that Viola came into her fame in her late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, she did. And I feel like you you unapologetically know who you are at that point. Like me at 36, I'm going to be fierce. When I I hit, Jackie, when I hit, okay, I'm going to know who I am. I'm not going to have to backtrack what I say. I'm not going to have to think about what I say. It's going to be in my, you know, in the core of who I am. And I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have that integrity. And I feel like Viola has that. When you're around her, she makes you so calm and you feel so at peace when you interview her because she knows who she is and you feel it. She transfers that energy to you. And everything she does seems to have intention. Yep. Intention and purpose. There's intention in everything, every conversation. Like what her day is full of it, right? Every soundbite. But even off camera. The off-camera sound bites. Yeah. I remember I interviewed her in this hotel room in Los Angeles, and she had a blanket. They brought her a blanket before the interview because she was cold, and she draped it over her knees, and she was like, it's fine if you get the blanket. I don't care. Like, normally people will try yeah. and crop the shot so yeah. they don't. She was like, I'm, it's cold in here, it's and cold, I'm cold. And this is how we react to it. But I loved it before the camera started. She talked to me. I always say people that are A-listers, that are Oscar winners, it was for the film Fences when I interviewed her. Yeah, oh. You don't got to talk to me before the camera comes on. You can sit and be silent and be on your phone, which a lot of them do. Yeah. You know, Jackie, a I lot do. of them do not want to sit I'm and do banter. not going to name names. Okay, I can name names too. But I love that she gave me three minutes before to make me feel calm. Right. She could tell I was sitting down with Viola and, and, and feeling it. Yeah, she takes in the moment. She's mm-hmm. very she's present, present. Yep. which I love about her. But she was there promoting a documentary that uh, she's helping to debut at uh, Tribeca Film Festival, which kicked off last night with a um, a documentary about the Apollo Theater. Yep. But she's doing this documentary, or she narrated it, called A Touch of Sugar, which is about type 2 diabetes. Amazing. Her two sisters are type, uh, have type 2 diabetes, and she has an aunt who died of complications related to type 2 diabetes. Before she died, she had her legs amputated, her aunt. And she has been diagnosed as pre-diabetic. Okay. And she was like, I was doing everything right. I was eating, working out. Uh, but she's doing this with Merck Pharmaceuticals, okay. uh, this documentary. And she's part of this. She's on this awareness campaign to just educate people about what they can do um, to treat this. That's incredible. Um, and reverse these symptoms. So that's incredible. She's also about to release a documentary about Emmanuel Baptist Church, that shooting there that happened in 2015. Yep. It's called Emmanuel. She's executive producing it along with Steph Curry. I love what a lot of these athletes are doing yeah. now, right? Getting yes, involved in, in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Mariska Hargitay is also a producer from Law and Order, is also a producer on this. So I can't wait to see that. The you trailer. Know what I, love? I love that you do like these in-depth interviews throughout the week, a lot of them, and you actually you actually are present. Like, you actually, you were able to give me, like, three <laughs> solid minutes of all these facts, and, You're you know, so no, I'm serious, You're a journalist, Jackie. you know. But I know, but I know a lot of folks that do what you do, that check, that, that, that phone it in, that check out, you know, they're, they they don't really allow themselves to take in what they're doing, the work. And it's yeah. amazing. You know, all these hours later, you can even remember. Oh, child. And you can keep up with the show to show to show. To sh- you, you crank out so much content, Jackie. I, well, I'm such a fan of entertainment. And then if it's someone who I'm excited about, it's even I lean in even more. Like yeah. we also had on Margot Martindale, who's one of the best uh, female or women character actors in the game, and people who may not know her name, uh, if you love the series Justified, okay. um, you know, she was on the second season. She's in the, the uh, series on Hulu right now, The Act. Um, she's only in, I think, one or two episodes. But 
she was on the Americans. Okay, I love uh, Americans. Right, she was like their handler. Okay, I remember her. Yep, <clears throat> right, yep, so yep. she's she's had all these roles over the years, um, and she's just she's in this new movie that's debuting at Tribeca called Blow the Man Down, and it's like this murder mystery, almost comedy, tremendous girl power. Um, you know, strong women uh, as the main cast. Then behind the scenes, written and directed um, by women. By, by women. Mm. Incredible story. Good stuff. So anyway, Viola Davis. I just it, it was. I've never met her before. You have the glow. Never you interviewed have the her. Glow. Right. You have the glow. She hugged me, mm-hmm. and I look. I have no shame in my game. I'm like everybody. You know, we usually <laughs> after we have a guest. We'll take a picture, my co-host and I. And I, I was like, I need one by myself. Solo, child. <laughs> I need, you need a black excellence. You need black. I have no excellence. shame in my game. I don't blame you. I ain't mad at you. That's one of the frames. Right. That is one of the frames. Put a oh, t-shirt. Make let a me t-shirt. Tell you. And I was looking cute, so I'm happy because it's not always yes. the, it's not always the case. So okay. Okay. Let's talk because we don't have a lot of time. I need you to go with me to Westeros. Oh. We need to talk about the Game of Thrones oh episode this weekend. If so one more intense. person says to me, it was so, which my boyfriend said after it went off, because he's not a Game of Thrones person. He dabbles. Okay, okay. So he was like, well, that was boring. <laughs> I was like, are you out of your mind? That was probably one of my favorite episodes ever. You know, Jackie, I'm with your boyfriend. I can't. But listen, yeah. I love, I love that we're getting to see folks. It's, it's like homecoming, literally. The first two episodes are like homecoming, and we're seeing folks we haven't you seen. You talking about Beyonce? Seasons. Home, you talking about homecoming? No, I mean we're seeing people we haven't seen. Child, right? That's but what's we're so great folks, about it. But it's just the pacing of it feels. It feels like I know producers and I know studios and I know networks. It feels like they are trying to make the most coins that they can. This is HBO's highest not. rated you show al- ever. You already know how many episodes it's going to be. True. They but folks, could, they could do anything me, with these people, episodes. Jackie, people went out and got HBO just to watch Game of Thrones. And they As will they get rid have. of HBO after the dragons burn down Westeros do. and let the me, ending comes along. Okay, so I think you. that HBO knows that. And they're like, let's, let's milk no. eight out of what could be four. Because, Jackie, this could be a, a solid four episodes. It could be a two, nights, a two night finale, it and that's it. Be. That would be, it wouldn't be enough. Here, let me tell I you. I fell asleep. The, and I watched it. I watched you're it. You're not a true Game of Thrones Jackie, fan. I've watched every single episode. I'm a no, fan. People call me no. Daenerys Targaryen. You're dabbling. Mother of you're dragons. You're doing other things while you're watching. When I go to gay bars. You're not I make watching. People call me that. No, you're okay. not really watching. You're Jackie, not. You're I'm not watching. invested. If you were bored by that episode, you are. You're doing other stuff. I'm I don't know what you're, you're texting. You're you're watching other stuff while Game of Thrones is on. No, I promise you. I promise you. I'm live tweeting. I, I I will live tweet here and there. And that's the thing. You can't live tweet on Game of Thrones because there are no commercials. You're missing things. Okay. okay. I don't know like what little you, like little nuances here and there. You are doing it wrong. I miss I miss that little girl getting her freak on at the end. Now, okay, what's her name Aria, again? Aria. Let me tell Aria you, dropped like so it's hot. People were so upset about that. Aria dropped it like it's hot. Okay, e- she got hers. People were eating. <laughs> Emailing HBO because how so old is Aria though in, in the script? real life in the script though I don't know but okay. she's a she's a teenager I mean she's, she's old enough age. to have sex in yes. Westeros yeah in Westeros she's well of there age. I think she's even old. look this has been years okay that's right true. think about it no in real life she's like twenty eight or something right like that. no she's not that old twenty six no really she's not no she's not look it up I don't, I don't think she's that right old now. let me get on my typewriter yeah y'all. she's definitely not twenty eight okay but they were because HBO was emailing and saying listen. Uh, or not emailing, but they let everybody know even before the episode came out her real age. She's okay. very young. Okay, it's not coming up. Y'all. Yeah, My but it's okay. We'll keep looking. Okay, but keep let going. me tell you why this was a great episode. Why the first two tell episodes, me. which a lot of people think move slowly, and see, this is how you watch Game of Thrones. You're not even looking at me. Okay, I'm <laughs> the phone now, y'all. No, I'm teasing. Keep looking. Nina, can you find out how old are? 22. Okay, 28. 22. 
2018 <laughs> is not the same. Listen, no, what 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 we who really love Game of Thrones loved about these episodes were these reunions. Were these people come coming together that you that haven't seen each other in so long? Jackie, we I forgot mean, about a lot Theron of seeing um, Sansa, right? That After was sweet. come yeah. on, man. Well, he almost killed her. Arya and the mountain. Yeah. Jamie and Bran. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they haven't seen each other since he pushed that kid out of the window. I want to see Jason Momoa's fine self. He's I want him to come back. back from the dead. I want Khaleesi can do anything. We don't want him back. He's she fine. She tried that already, and he was a zombie, a shell of himself. But we I don't feel like she, she learned things. She might be able to combine her stuff with Jon Snow. He came back from the dead. No. No? Okay. No. Jon- well, but I just feel like they're taking, I, I enjoy seeing people come back, too. And we're getting clues as to what's going to happen. These conversations that they're having are so important. Okay. But can I tell you what I love the most? I love the conversations that happen on black twitter so i think hbo hbo has to be so proud that this show has game of thrones trending but oftentimes ahead of game of thrones on twitter is is, is thrones, thrones. y'all them thrones or, or thrones, thrones y'all hashtag dms and i love that our people yeah. have this way of talking about things and and relentlessly unpacking what's happening in this black church, black Sunday yes. nights for the way. And I live for it. Even Lupita Nyong'o got in on it. Yes. Like she I'm put all a about, up. I don't even do hashtagging. I don't do Dim Thrones or Thrones, y'all. <laughs> One of the two. And I, and I live for the banter that's happening there. Oh, I know. It's, it's so good. But I did a deep dive earlier this week on the YouTube channels that talk that are like Game of Thrones yeah. focused, yes. where there's all these predictions Conspiracy. about what's going to happen, who's going to survive the war, what's going to happen in the next episode. What are they saying? Who's going to win? They're saying, and who's going to end up Get on the, the throne. throne? Well, here's some things. These are just predictions that Bran is going to take control of the mind of the ice dragon. Ooh, right? come through, Bran. The Night King has one of the dragons so that they can destroy the dragon. Okay. They're saying that they're putting the women and the children in the crypts, that the Night King is, is that we don't see him in that final episode of, of um, episode two yep. because he's down there raising the dead of the crypt, uh, uh, in the, in the crypt. And so those people in there are in danger. And that's why Arya, and we see Jon Snow running back into the castle. And Arya, if you notice in the trailer for next week, she's running without her weapon. And she's afraid, which we, you know, she's moved so beyond fear. Yeah. But they're saying that it's either going to be like her father or somebody that she knows. That's a white walker. That's a walker Child. now and chasing her. I know some white walkers. I be, I'm, I'm honest. Like when I saw them at the end on the horses, I was like, you know, we have white walkers around us. What like are in you life. talking about? I feel like there are some white walkers <laughs> that I know that be on my back calling about bills and stuff. See, Everybody knows. I cannot. Like the white walker metaphor in real life. Like we know some white walkers. So what's the dragon? What's the real life dragon glass? What do you ooh, use against ooh, white walkers? come white? on. Beyonce-ness. Beyonce fierceness. <laughs> everlasting life. You channel your inner Beyonce. That's that's your dragon glass. So you just But play. I feel like we got, I, I got white walkers calling my phone asking for money. No. No. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> bills, 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 bills. Bills, Right? I'm like, no white walker. Not today. I got to go. And I hang up. I cannot with you right now. But this episode is supposed to be, next episode, episode three is supposed to be the big battle. Okay. Supposed to be 
amazing television. All cars. So you need to put your phone under yep. the couch. I'm Don't. Going in. Going and it's going to be an extra 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's okay. supposed to be an hour and a half. I'll stay awake for this one. I won't fall asleep. I can't with you. You're a half watching. I'm going to call you. you I'm going to call you. You're like waking up. I'm going to put you on FaceTime with... so you can just watch me and keep me awake. I need that. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna... You're not. I, I can't. I cannot with you. Jackie, but it was boring. Your boyfriend Your boyfriend said it. Didn't you say that just now? He was wrong, as are you. so. I think was he was watching boring. it. Here's the thing. Here's the trick. I always say the test, the test of a really good show is if you can turn on your TV Without ever having watched said show. You can't do that with Game be, of Thrones. But what I'm saying is, if it's a good show, no. you can just turn your channel and no. be halfway in and say, ooh, what is this? Can't do that ooh, with Game of Thrones. this has me captivated. No, Game of Thrones is like nothing else that I has tell you, ever been last television. season wasn't like that. Last season, I felt was the momentum, the pacing was different, and you could turn to that channel and get and get enraptured in ten minutes and say, you, "Ooh, you could not." That fight season was you good. Ha- that's why so many people had to go back to the beginning if they yeah. came into Game of Thrones because it, Out of it unpacked itself slowly. Mm-hmm. That's why these first two episodes of this season were so important. Yeah, right. Because now Jon Snow finds out that he's. He is the actual heir to the Iron Iron Throne. Mm. We would not have known that, the significance of that. Like, who has to tell him? And you wouldn't have known what that meant if you didn't watch the past episodes. That's true. Come on, man. No, it's true. I get it. I'm 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 going to hold HBO accountable for this third um this I third episode. They need to bring the pacing, or else I'm giving back my HBO Go account password that I'm borrowing right now. I need your Game right of now. Thrones card. I'm right borrowing now. someone's HBO Give Go me your account. Dragon I'm glass. gonna give. I'm gonna email you back. You will go their out there unprotected against the White Walkers. Give me your Dragon no, Glass. No, White Walkers are coming from me left to right. I need yeah. I need my Dragon Glass. This is <laughs> okay. why, because you don't even know where to get the Dragon I'm Glass. Leave, you don't know where it is. I'm gonna leave. You don't even know what Dragon Glass is. I, I need to be ready, okay? You are, you are, uh-uh. Let me talk to you about something. We're going to wait yes. until they knock on the yes. door to kick okay. us out. Okay, it's fine. We're going to wait. We're going to okay. sit in sometimes. Yeah, I know. We're going to, let's have a sit in. Let's have a sit in. We got to do it sometimes. <laughs> Where's Al Sharpton? We're having a stand outside. <laughs> sit in. We are not leaving. No. We shall yes. not, oh, we shall not be moved. Okay, we that was shall... wrong song. Two different songs. Swerve. But, okay, it's okay. They're both. <laughs> Iconic civil, civil rights, rights era right. songs. So yes. it works. What's greater than finding a gas station in the middle of nowhere? Knowing that less trips to the pump means less creepy encounters thanks to your all-new 2020 Corolla Hybrid. The first-ever Corolla Hybrid with up to 53 city EPA-estimated MPG is a game-changer. With standard features like sport mode, honeycomb mesh grille, and an 8-inch touchscreen display, it's more than just another hybrid. The Toyota Corolla Hybrid is sleek, fun to drive, and greater than ever. 2020 Corolla Hybrid EPA 53 city, 52 highway, 52 combined MPG estimates. Actual mileage will vary. Okay, Chris, I'm very excited that this woman who is about to join us or who's here, who's about to speak, oh our God. guest for today is Nikki James, Tony Award-winning Tony actress. Winner. Yes. yes. And now she's on this show called Proven Innocent, which is Get into it, an y'all. amazing show. Get into it. Oh, it's so good. You have to see it. But she won her Tony for Book of Mormon. Yes. She was also in Les Mis on Broadway. I on mean, my she own. is just Yes, Ooh, yeah, you guys yes, weren't ready for it. Y'all yes, weren't ready I for it. I was not ready, but we're gonna leave <laughs> I the saw you to Nikki in that, and you moved me to tears. That's that that particular She's part stole in. the show for me. Well, you know, it's my it's my only job. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you? I'm great. We were complimenting your jumpsuit. We love a jumpsuit here on Read This, Read That. It's corduroy, which is perfect for New York City right now. And spring, because and for spring in New York City, because you can never know. Yes, thank you. You leave your house and you're like, ooh, 
it's sunny. It's like, no, you need a sweater, you need an umbrella scarf. until June 1st. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you. Bonnet, I say bonnet, the same everything. thing. Until June, you need to tuck a scarf or something. Look at me. I've got this mm-hmm. big wrap, this big knit wrap, because you just never know. And also, I mean, maybe you guys are fancier than me, but I ride those trains, and as yeah, soon as no. that air condition starts blasting, uh, you're like, I'm awful. not sure. I don't yeah. need to feel like meat in a meat locker. No, so someone ever opened a window on your on, on your subway car before? Who like, does you that? can open. Someone did it before. Or they've been doing it lately more often. I don't know what you it felt is. shocked to let in I the felt grime, and I almost lost my mind because the grime is coming in. Like I'm a germaphobe, so I stopped breathing. There's no I'm wind. Like, you're trying to hold your breath. Yeah, I tried to hold my breath. Why would you open a window on a subway? Folk is crazy. They're trying to be all natural. No, thank you. This is not France. (laughs) We do not not. need to be natural. No, we (laughs) don't. So, okay. So let's talk about Proven Innocent. Let's talk about this fantastic show, which you are part of this law firm. Um, Is it a law firm? Yeah, it's a not-for-profit law firm. A not-for-profit law firm that uh, defends people that have been found guilty and are actually innocent. innocent. Once they convince you all that they're innocent. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it goes round and round amongst the members of the law firm about, oh, yeah. you know, like if this person, person is guilty right. or innocent. Yeah. And you kind of, you're a member of the team, but you also, you do a podcast. Yeah, so it's it's this really cool conceit. And um, we're, we're this law firm. We work to pe- exonerate people who've been wrongfully convicted. And uh, the, our firm is loosely based on projects like the Innocence Project and the Center on Wrongful Conviction. So there are all kinds of organizations and not-for-profits that are doing this work for real. Um, and they're not like, they're not exonerating one people one person a week. It's it's so, these cases take years and years and years and years and so much um, court filing. And my character is, you know, the communications director for this not-for-profit, which I have found out is a real job. I have a friend Ooh. who does this job for another uh, not-for-profit that does Research. discrimination law. Nice. And um, and in that capacity, she's running a podcast. It's a weekly podcast, and I spend each episode, uh, Violet spends each episode of her podcast focusing on a case or a client that, that, that the law firm is representing. And the idea behind it is to turn these stories, these stories that are about these individuals, and trying to make them feel universal. We're yeah. trying to like take this person's individual story and expand it to say, this could be you. These. This is how this happens. Right. You know, like the idea behind like someone's been found guilty, and that's like a label that we put on them. There's a lot of things that fa- that will f- that factor in, um, yeah, like dirty cops. Yeah, dirty oh cops. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. prosecution. Mm. Sort of. You know, not consistent eyewitness testimony. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that go wrong, and I think in the our show doesn't deal. A, a lot with DNA evidence, but um, with the advent of DNA evidence, we've been, you know, in their criminal justice system, we've been finding that we have not been getting it right. Uh-huh. And so Violet does this this podcast, and she's the idea is to get people's to get bring people's awareness to these issues, to these people's stories, to their plights, um, and then for the viewing audience, for for our audience who are watching on Fox on Friday night, <laughs> I think you know she really just like. Um, she gets to be the voice, you yeah. know, sort of the linking thread that keeps the story going. And um, it's a really it's a really cool job. And, and they write me some really, really powerful things to say, things I really believe personally. And so and I it's based in Chicago, right? Yeah. Could you all take on a case like Jesse Smollett? I mean, we were shooting 
um, in the stages right next door to Empire. And one of our co-creators was a co-creator on Empire. And when it first happened, we were all shocked and worried about him. We sent flowers and a card from our crew to his crew and our creator was there. And, um, And then obviously over the weeks that followed, it just... Every time you turned on the news, there was some other story that some other fact that was making the story seem even more outrageous. But like, isn't Jesse Smollett like an episode of Empire? This whole story, it feels like the whole thing. Yes, right. It might be an episode of y'all show next season. No, it's not. Their plots are not as crazy as this one. Like this is just unbelievable. And now the the two brothers are suing not Jesse but his. Attorney. Yep. Yep. For a million dollars. Right. Think. Yeah. Uh, but I think I that mean, we will see that this narrative in some form or fashion play out on some scripted series oh, next it, season. It has because to. it feels like it's ripped from the pages of a script. It's it's, it's that it's too oh, it ripe is. with like the drama of it, the confusion, right. the the fame, celebrity part of yeah, it, yeah. and also. Um, media culture. We yeah. all jumped on that story. Yes. I. Mm-hmm. Every person I know had a picture of Jesse Smollett on their Instagram or their Facebook saying, I'm with you. And then how do you walk that back? It's yeah. like such an interesting lesson of it, like making assumptions, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. So. Look at you. See? Come on. She has, she has kind of like a legal mind anyway. Yes. <laughs> and a snort laugh. I, I love, love her. <laughs> I, she has a snort laugh. I'm <laughs> in love. Apologies. Apologies. You know, I'm curious. I'm curious what the reactions have been like from social media with your role. Have you had folks reaching out to you like Pookie and them trying like thinking that this that this is real, <laughs> that they can somehow come to you with their stories and you can tell their stories? Um, a little bit of, you know, Twitter is this magical and terrifying land where we're in direct contact with people. And I've been live tweeting the show whenever I can. Um, and the conversations surrounding the show are really interesting. I've really been I've been reached. People have reached out who are involved. You know, my cousin was wrongfully convicted yeah. or I was. But um, mostly it's a lot of people from the innocence movement, you know, ex- former exonerees or people who represent them who've really said, you know, they've been like, thank you. I also hear we're really popular in prison. Really? <laughs> Have you heard the podcast Ear Hustle? Either I, of you? I interviewed it is the, the woman best. on that show. What you're doing is what Ear Hustle is. What your character is doing yeah. is this podcast that takes place in prison. This oh, woman. It's a, it's, it's a woman who goes went to San in, Quentin. Well, yeah, it's at San Quentin. It's her and two prisoners. One is the engineer and one is her co-host. She's a woman that came there to volunteer um, with something else. And they decided to do a podcast. podcast. It is one of the but most you popular meet dozens podcasts. of prisoners throughout the first season. And, and you really Hustle. realize they right, shouldn't be Hustle. in there as long, as long as they are. Well, some of them. And it's called Ear Hustle because they talk about what they hear Behind bars. Oh, that's wow. the there's term this... that they use for prison. In prison, it's called ear hustling. Right. No. No. And there's this one guy that they ended up interviewing who, over the years, he's been there for years, has had all these pets. Oh my God, from he was birds the best one. To roaches. In his really in his sales connect- Yes. He has pets. He has had all different types of pets. And they don't bother him. They feel like I'm he's so crazy. sorry. A rat is not a pet. <laughs> well, that is. He had caterpillar. But you know what was brilliant, Jackie? Was Jackson, that he knew Jackson, like the real reptilian names of the the categorizations. He's like a genius like he knew like the class and and, and whatever of the caterpillar yeah. and it wasn't just regular rats it was Her like a certain not behind bars these guys are like in prison yes but you're trying to get these stories told and we that's kind of what this woman does that yeah, comes yeah, to the prison yeah. so. I, like, I mean, make it make that i love that right? i love <laughs> that i love that I, no there's um i i really I, i'm a i'm a podcast addict 
So it's really gotten in the way of my ability to watch television other than mm-hmm. my own show because like I'm home and I the radio's on more often than the television. Um and uh and I just think that you know I I also think of Violet or when I first read it in my mind I was like she's like Sarah Koenig. She's like this person who has is taking these these stories and infusing just enough of her own personal, you know, she's not exactly a journalist, right? Like yeah. she's an advocate, so she, so she's got a point of view about all this stuff. And the other thing that I love is because you know it's a television show, so the scenes are me, you know, a video, a visual, a visual of me recording what would be just heard, um, and so. I always think about what the faces the people are making when they're when they're thinking about these things when they're trying to tell these stories and yeah. whether or not you know Violet gets emotional herself and mm. sometimes I do and I've had many directors be like can you bring that back a little <laughs> ah. just like a little <laughs> less tears <laughs> well there's such some of them can be some of them the stories that you all deal with can be so touching yes they really can yeah, be so moving so wait okay Gotta ask you because yes. we are huge Game of Thrones fans Ooh. here. Are you a Game of Thrones person? I mean, I'm alive, so yes. yes. Okay, yes. Come on. Love it. Who do you think is going to survive this big epic war that's going to happen this weekend? I can't. If you had oh. to name one person, but will it really happen this weekend? Yeah, it's going to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to start. Episode. Long, okay, it's um, going to start. It's got it. An extra okay. thirty minutes. Yeah, okay. it's happening. It's going to start. No, I think. Um, I mean, I am Team Jon Snow all the way. Yeah, like. S- Ride or die. I think he's just the coolest. Um, I'm worried about everyone, especially yeah, right? with this last episode, which I was watching. It felt a little slow as we were watching it. Mm. I was home with with my husband, and we started late. We I had had dinner, and it was uh, Easter, so we got home like late from oh, it New was Jersey. Easter. Yeah, <laughs> so we had had dinner with my mother my in child. New Jersey. <laughs> so we didn't start till eleven. And I was like, oh, man, did we make a mistake? This is slow. And then I woke up the next morning, and I was like, oh, no, they're letting us say goodbye to some of these Ooh, characters. I didn't get the goodbye part. I mean, it yeah. felt like a lot wow. of people's stories were being sort of summed up right. in a way. Where yeah, I, was thinking, I didn't think about it that way. I didn't look at it. I looked at it like, yeah. but I like that. Like, they were, it was what they were all doing on the last night, what could be the last night of their lives. Yes. Like, how they would spend that night. Arya got up and was like, I'm not sitting around with two, you two clowns. <laughs> I looked at but it yeah, as HBO getting giving... one more week of millions of dollars because they're dragging the, the They're not already have show. our money. They already but have I feel it. like it's they got folks episodes. for eight weeks now. They ain't going to cancel HBO. <laughs> so because true, they could honestly, true. I mean, I'm going to keep it 100. I love the show. I adore the show. But they're dragging it out a bit. They're not dragging it out. This, this war, epic war. The battle of all battles is going to happen in the third episode. But y'all weren't bored the, the first season. two. No, was a little bit, not, not at all. all. Not no. you said no. it. Was, you said it was a little. I slow. I felt a little slow, but then I and then I respected it because I was like, we have lived with these people for a very long that time. So like, give us a moment. Plus, you know, this is us climbing very slowly up that mountain and you know you're on that roller coaster and the click click and you're not sure and that's then it's true. just gonna drop and I then we won't remember Daenerys that Targaryen y'all I feel like she's been so cocky this this first I she's think gonna that she die. might die she's dying and she's and one of her love. dragons gonna and die one of another dragon. dragon I'm yes. over her are you okay yes. I was like I don't like how they're I didn't like her. her reaction to the news that John was the heir yeah. to the actual heir that's what got me mad I was like she's gonna die because gonna because die. of that they're writing for her to die I can sense it it's not gonna be good she's gonna have a crisis of conscience 
I don't Wait, but so. I have a quick question about about you transitioning from Broadway to to doing more TV stuff. I love I, that word transition. It, I, mean, I feel like we have to come up with a different word these days. Shifting right? more, right? Shifting more <laughs> towards doing TV. Yeah, because I loved you on Broadway. I loved you Book of Mormon. I loved you in Les Mis. Um, and I feel like we're in this magical era of of seeing black women and different nuances of their stories on TV. Thank you. But I feel like Broadway still has some catching up to do. Can we talk about that? Do you feel like they have catching up to do, or is Broadway matching what's happening in TV right now for black women? No, I. Oh God. Because I'm a big Broadway. I'm. It's I'm a so thespian. hard to say because some part of doing Broadway and theater is is there's always a bit of looking backwards, right? So we do revivals, a lot of them yeah. every year, and so you're revisiting these stories that were told when we weren't telling really diverse or nuanced stories about anyone really, and so and so what I'm seeing is that. They're taking those pieces and reinventing them in new and exciting ways, which doesn't allow us to hear like to hear the the story of, you know, the 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 all the colors of what black life is like. But I have to say, like, as much as I love Broadway and I love, you know, everything that happens between 40th Street and 50th Street, you know, between 6th Avenue and 8th Avenue, there is incredible theater being produced by all kinds of people in New York City. Yeah. And, and you know, I saw this play at the public theater called Ain't No Mo. <gasps> That's what I'm seeing tonight. Oh, is that what I'm seeing tonight? Oh, my God. gosh. Is it good? Be prepared. Oh, my God. It is everything. Wow. It, it's going to make you feel. Is this off-Broadway? Yeah, it's at the, public, at the public theater. Some pe- don't yet. sleep. A lot of folks listening to this, people come to New York and they just want to see what's on Broadway, but there is so much happening off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. save yourself some dough. Go yeah. downtown. See, there's incredible work happening by young, vibrant people. Yeah. and um, That's where I first saw In the Heights was off-Broadway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Down, they were doing it Miranda. at 37th Street, that that weird theater, mm-hmm. the Mikhail-Brishnikov Theater. Um, yeah, so that's really amazing. And this revival of Oklahoma is, um, has a woman of color playing a lead part, a yeah. woman with disabilities playing a lead part. I just and went it's very to see dark, right? Yeah, like it's a, like a different real sultry kind sexy. of. Oh, it's not yeah. your grandma's Oklahoma. They serve Oklahoma chili. Receipt. You get there early. You get fed. It's nice. They serve chili. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so going. Go, go get yourself a snack, Nikki. Ooh. Where do you keep your Tony? Um, it is directly above my television on a shelf. I can picture it. Is right there now. a spotlight on it? No spotlight. I've thought about it. <laughs> when I first got it, um, so that was the most. You know, I recently got married, and winning a Tony is still the single greatest day of my life. With close <laughs> second to my, hand, my wedding day. He's been real, yes. I, I mean, he that. knows. He knows. He knows. You can't put him on a shelf over the TV. So no, I get it. no. I love that he gets that. Yeah, yeah that's he good. Gets it. He knows that that you know, they're my two great loves: the American theater and and my husband. But I was so surprised. And my mother was my date. She was sitting next to me, and she really. My mother busted her butt to uh, drive me in and out of the city for lessons. And um, my, my father passed away right before I, gr- I started college. And I mm-hmm. went to NYU, which is wildly expensive. And on her, like, nurse salary, she made it happen and got me through all four years. And I graduated with no loans. Wow. So, nice. like, my mother is my hero. And so it was a big moment for me to take her to this event. A year earlier, she said that maybe I should consider, like, leaving acting and, you know, pursuing, like, going to law medical school or something. I was like, what? 
How old were you then? I was. It was my 29th birthday. I had a rough year <laughs> that year. I had like a year where I didn't really work, and I felt like I was really in a, a period of transition, I think, from being a, a young girl into being like a young woman. And I was making, anyway, a year after that, I won a Tony Award, but I, it was the single greatest moment of my life, and it was very surprising. No one thought you I was going to no win. idea. No idea. Really? Wow. Well, there were, uh, you know, you, this is why you can't listen to what people tell you, but there were other people who were favorited. Yeah. You know, she's the favorite. And so I went in there just saying to my mom, I said, Mom, if, I, if they call my name, you got to hold my purse. And she was like, okay. And they call my name, and I, like, jump up, and I look at her, and she's screaming, and I'm like, take this purse. And she, <laughs> takes it. she took wow. it. And where did this be? Did you rehearse what you were going to say just in case? I yeah, I mean, I had thought about it my whole life. <laughs> Every time I take a shower, my mom's like, who are you talking to in there? And I was like, my people. You better manifest. That's manifesting. I love I that, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I knew, <clears throat> I had an idea of what I would say, but I hadn't written anything. And then the moment, I, I remember just, like, my legs shaking. Like, I felt like I couldn't stand borrowed shoes. I would say borrowed shoes, <laughs> very fancy Louboutins, my first pair ever. And my legs Who'd were you shaking. Them from? from Louboutin. Oh, I thought like a girlfriend was like, oh, no, no, no. I, okay. I said, dear Louboutin, I cannot afford your shoes, but can you loan right. me samples for the wedding? Listen, that's the, what everybody does. Yes. You borrow shoes, you borrow I jewelry, you borrow, yeah. borrow dresses. Oh, yeah. Everybody, I don't know anybody yeah. wearing their own stuff. You literally yeah. feel like Cinderella. The next morning, someone knocks on your door yes. and they hand Here. everything yes. over, <laughs> except for the trophy, which I got to keep. That's so nice. That's so nice. So, has. Uh, Proven Innocent been picked up for a second season yet, or we is it too heard soon yet. to... We haven't heard yet. And um, it's a funny thing because I I know so little about how these decisions get made. Yeah. I know that I, I'm... But what I do know is I'm really proud of our work. I think... It's a great show. Yeah, it really thanks. Is. It really is good work. Fox is in some, like, there's there's the Disney just bought parts of Fox, yeah. and there's also like this Writers Guild drama. Oh so my. I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of decision-making yet to come, and I'm feeling positive yeah i also know that um if we don't get a second season we'll be we'll satisfy our viewers with the we'll solve the rosemary lynch murder mystery really solve that by episode 13 you will not spend the rest of your life wondering thank you and um i needed that and i knew that you know i know that something fabulous will come along too oh i love what episode are we at now what episode is airing this this week tonight will be episode 11 i'm gonna binge watch you should binge watch you're gonna love it i'm telling you it's it's a roller coaster ride. If only for my outfit, right? Ooh, yeah. Ro- Violet only dresses. It's a roller coaster ride. Oh, come on, Violet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm true. Humbled. So true. So how does, with you, because theater is your first love, mm-hmm. I know we'll see you uh, back on Broadway or off-Broadway soon. soon. How do you decide, like, how do you manage doing TV, movies, stage? How do you manage all that? Because well, Broadway is a commitment. Yes. And so that is why... I am so lucky to be in a place where I only want to commit to things that I really think are fierce. There you, go. you know, like I just, I don't feel like it's such an incredible luxury and I hope it continues. I don't feel like I have to say yes to everything that mm-hmm. someone wants me nice. to be a part of. I'm like, I'm in my power in that way. And yeah. I feel that that way. And then I also know that when the thing happens and you, you feel like, it's a maybe, it's a no. Mm-hmm. And then when you say no to that thing, it, that's how, you know, whether you believe in the universe or God or just your own manifestation of your own, like, you know, power, the thing that you were meant to have comes along. 
Wait, so say that again. So what the thing that you said a maybe. You might want to write Yeah, like if I feel So if I feel maybe about something, because sometimes you're making choices, especially thank you, Boo. Sometimes when you're making decisions, especially when you're in a business where um there's so much rejection. Mm-hmm. So once people start saying, offering you things or saying, will you come be a part of this? You, you've you not learned the power of saying no because mm. you've spent your whole life waiting for someone else to say yes to you. Mm. And now it's just like if I get a script or I get a offer and I feel I don't immediately respond to it, I know that that means that maybe that question is my ego being afraid of having nothing but I would rather create space because if you're doing the thing that you're not loving mm-hmm. that means you're missing the opportunity of something you do love Girl. it's like I don't know it's like dating it's like the untethered soul oh god that yes. is it was like it's like a super soul Sunday oh, but you know what Oprah does say on super soul Sunday it's really about intention like setting your intention for every yeah. single thing that you say yes to yeah. so I think it's important to sit with it for a while and to determine whether you're going to say yes and why you're saying yes mm-hmm. not to please other people not to please I your agent or your mama but yeah. the why I yeah. think the why is important and I think you know, as a, as a woman of color and a woman and an artist, you know, we forget that we have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like we're not waiting for someone to give. We can get for ourselves, too. You know, we can create opportunities. I love that. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you're so funny. Well, I, unfortunately, we have to let you go. But oh, no. I want to end by telling you we have something in common. Oh, my gosh. What is it? So. I believe when you were very young, you sang The Greatest Love of All. And that was like the moment that everybody knew this was going to be, you know, that yeah. entertainment was going to be your career. I sang The Greatest Love of All along with my sister Wait. when we were both kids <laughs> at a PTA event at my mother's school. And that is when everybody knew that I would not <laughs> <laughs> go into entertainment. That was the last time that I sang publicly, um, you know, before Where's an audience. Where's the footage of this, Jackie? Oh, God, it does not we exist. We need it. Praise Please, Jesus. Give it to the world. I have one So we picture. have that in common. I love that. <laughs> Whitney Houston, it was my, it was uh, like kindergarten graduation. And I pa- my parents say that I got up there. I practiced and practiced. I got up there, no fear. And at the end, I just like would not. I was like bowing. And Wouldn't bowing, stop bowing. Bowing. Don't you love that? Encore performance. I know. They were terrified. A star was born. You Wait, know, my Haitian fast? mother was like, I guess she's not a doctor. You, do you have a Broadway show lined up? <laughs> I don't. Um, okay. I'm div- I'm in the middle of working on. I'll tell your people. I've been not telling people because I don't know if it. W- but you know Who's what? If it now? happens, it'll happens. Um, this incredible composer woman named Shana Taub has been developing a musical about the suffragists. Mm. And so it will be an entirely female cast. We have an entire female creative team thus far. Um, and we're telling the story about the women who fought and some of them died who allowed us to have our uh, the 19th Amendment to the 19th. Yeah, because you produce as well as... Yeah, that. I do. I yeah, want, yeah, I want to do everything. Yeah. I want to make sure that, like... I know yeah. what's happening. Yeah, that because you were incredible. a producer on what was the totally Once on this Island? Once on this Island. Come on, receipts, Jackie. I didn't know that. I love yeah. this woman. I'm yeah, telling you. Production receipts. Fierce woman sitting in the chair today. Nikki James, thank you so much with your wonderful jumpsuit. We love it. Yes, thanks, guys. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. Let's talk about Wendy Williams. Ooh, come with a lot has happened. A lot. You work so closely with her in the mm-hmm. show. You're friends with Wendy. 
let me, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with the fact that now her husband is <laughs> no, longer, no longer an executive producer on the show. Yeah. He's not even allowed in the building. And apparently she has been working for a while to separate her yes. money. Yes. I understand she has a whole new home. Mm-hmm. Like she, talk to me about what's going on with Wendy and the separation. Can I first just say props to, we had this a, is a like Sansa style. This is Game of Thrones no, it's, style it's, separation. It's, it's like Cersei, yes. Sansa, yes. all of it. All It's, it's Khaleesi. Yes. She got her dragons outside all the in, studio. Yes. yes, all of it. But I want to say props to Wendy and I got so much, I got, I got shade from my friends and some backlash from my friends for appearing on Wendy's show in, in December, in December, in her interim and in January when she came back. And I was on her first episode when she came back. No. I, I got shade from friends like, what's up with Wendy? There, people were reading certain stories and certain things are being printed about what's probably, you know, going on in her life. Right. Yet she's not speaking about it. But I said, you got to, when you are really a boss, you got to navigate sometimes in these silent spaces. Silently. Because we've learned that in Game of Thrones. Yes. Sometimes you got to come and, and, and you got to have the army and, and battle, the army gathered all around the camp. And the dragon is just up in every which way coming to, to It's like Cersei when she gassed yes. that church. And I love that Wendy did that. I knew I knew my girl was smart and and, and and would be able to to lean into the folks that are advising her and the friends that care for her. And I think she's finally doing that. And yeah. I'm so happy for her. And, and I don't know much beyond what's been printed. But I'll tell you one thing. I've been on her show recently and I've been around her staff and she is so happy. She's in a place that I've not seen her in a couple of years. That's and I feel good. like she's. She's found her 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 fierceness again, and I love it. I, right. I hope that she continues on this journey. And I think that if you watch her show, she's dropping little nuggets here and there, y'all, during Hot Topics, talking about how she's she's almost ready to get back out there. Like, she she even mentioned over Easter she was on a date with her son at, like, a golf course. What? I don't know if it's, like, a real, like a real, real date. Or, like, the two of them on a date. But she said a man was there who she won't mention his name. But I think, it, you know, I think Wendy Wendy still got some mileage left, child. She could, she could get her a good man. Oh my God! A, a good billionaire from somewhere overseas and settle down and have a good life. I mean, she got all the coins already, but wow. I think she could do that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this man who has come forward. Who oh, is for Kevin? Yes. What's his name again? I was I was just googling it okay. so I can get it. Um, but he was apparently somebody who sang, um, on her show. I, he's a singer by the name of Avion. Yep. A V E O N, and he sang. I don't know if it was a birthday episode for her, but apparently. He has gone out there and he's done some podcasts, if one, maybe more. He is saying that he has had, uh, I, I don't know how to categorize it because I, I don't want to use the word relationship. Okay. He's had sex, yes. he says, with Wendy's husband, but he also says that he abused him. Yep, he like um, lured him in. Yeah, that he lured yeah. him in and he um, sexually abused him. Yes. Here's um, the thing. So es- essentially. So I what do you know about this? Essentially. Well, I, what I had read was that he's <laughs> saying that Kevin was like ha- had make offer had made offers to manage him or was managing his music career, which right. he was trying to you know help him I guess get a deal or land a deal, and they would hang out at different times. And he's alleging that Kevin would often invite him into a sauna or steam room, yes, where the action would go down, where he would top Kevin and Kevin would top him. That means penetrating y'all. Yeah, yeah. This is gay lingo. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I I'll t- I'll say two things. One, when there's smoke, there's fire. That's mm. one. We learned that in Game of Thrones. Okay. And two, I will say that we've heard this story time and time again of these straight managers who are managing boy bands or up-and-coming acts, and they're by all means straight, but living these dual lives, mm-hmm. um, where enough is never really enough. You know, having a great wife, 
having a great child, having the 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 perfect family isn't enough. Right. So I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. I'm not saying it's true. These allegations are just allegations right. from They're somebody allegations. who is not really even all that credible from what I've heard. But the allegations, like I said, they are a substantial amount of smoke. So I've listened. I have watched the tapes. I have. Um, and this man, Avion himself, is married. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't woman. have a whole lot to gain because he's, there's no lawsuit or anything. I, I think he's just speaking his truth. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how it progresses. But I will say one thing. I think that 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 Wendy is smart to be out of this relationship for a number of reasons. Yeah. For a number of reasons beyond yeah. beyond what we now know about the the other child and the wife, I think any man that that can live dual lives like that can live three lives, can live four lives. I've yeah. I've been around men like that. Yeah, this I'll man. In the, I listened to this podcast that this uh, man Avion was on, and he was saying how um, Kevin he he witnessed, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin crying and begging Wendy to come back to him. Wow. After, you know, the shit hit the fan, so to speak. And she was like, I'm done. Wow. Um, you should listen to this podcast. Okay. It's really an interesting interview. Thing. Again, it's his, you know, it's what he's saying. I don't yep. know if any of these things are true, but it really is an interesting wrinkle. Because I wonder if that was why Wendy decided to end everything. Because she knew about this woman for a long time. Mm. Um, so I wonder what actually drove yeah. her to say okay enough is enough yeah um i will say one thing i've been on this show dozens of times and i've and i've been backstage and kevin always is back there he always shakes my hand after the segments he's always there you ever and see him hit on any men i've never seen that but he's always been very kind he's never mm. he's been very kind very professional and i was shocked to hear or to read these allegations about him not being professional on yeah. the set because yeah. that's not what I what you've observed that's interesting observed. but I think that that Wendy is smart because the woman I read, like she, he's not coming back to the show, and you know it's it's better for her. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, of course, I, I think that makes sense to me to have a new executive producer, and yeah, you know, it's it, to me, yeah, good for her, good for I'm her. Glad, I'm, glad I'm, for I'm her. proud. So I was so worried what was going to happen to her was what happened to Tina Turner. Do you remember how I kind of like took everything Owned and she wanted to keep her she, name? Yeah, and that was But I it. feel like Wendy was smarter, y'all. People didn't think it, but I'm like, this woman has covered these kind of divorces. She has covered the messiness of it all. And I you hope get so, your players because they've been place, married for a long time. But you get your pieces in place before you say anything because, you know, you got to sometimes sleep with the enemy for a little while. Yeah. And depending on, I can't imagine they have a prenup, but I hope they do. I don't know. I know. hope they do because they've been married for a long time. Yeah, but I doubt they had people were using. This must them be back tough for her son. Though. Twenty-eight years ago, got to be. You tough know, for but I, I I think about what I went through with my mom and dad and how I watched my dad, you know, step out of the marriage and et cetera. My parents were married for twenty years. At probably fifteen years in, I was the one telling my mom to divorce him. Like really? kids, kids get really smart about yeah. like why would you stay with like. Mama, you bigger than this. Like right. you know, you this is draining me watching you go through this and watching you lose yourself through this. Yeah. So I personally, in my mind, think that Kevin probably wants his mom in the best shape she could be in. Yeah. To be the best mom for him and the best future grandma to his kitties and such. Kids see up close behind the scenes what what you know a and parent yes. is going through. And once you get a little fuzz on your beard and mustache, you suddenly realize like. You could be treated better than this. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to break up. Yeah. You break up sometimes. Yeah. It is what it is. Oh, well, we wish her well. Yeah. Sending prayers to mm. them. Um, so let's talk about Jesse Smollett Ooh, yeah. and Empire. Stuff is going on. So apparently the cast of Empire sent this letter to Lee Daniels and all the powers that be. They they there were like ten names that they listed in the dear Lee and this person and that person. 
And it was a letter um, asking um, that Jesse be allowed to come back for the next season of Empire. And they it's really well written and it details um, all of the things that he's done in the community. And they say, this is the Jesse that we know. And they talk about his community service in great detail. Yes. They talk about, you know, who he is as a person that they interact with. And they act, talk about how he carried himself through this whole situation uh, with what went down with the police and the investigation and, you know, everything in the media, how he handled himself and carried himself. And they said he's also um, the tra- charges have been dropped. So he's not okay. facing anything legally that could keep him from being a part of this. Mm-hmm. He's trying to move on from this. Let's all move on. And they want to move on together. And it was signed by Taraji, you know, Terrence Howard, um, Gabare Sidibe, um, the gentleman that play his brothers. Yep. yep. Um, all of the uh, a lot of the actors um, signed this, which I thought was really interesting. And I wonder how much weight that will carry and where Lee Daniels is, because Lee at first he was, you know, when everything came out, like many of us, he was supportive of Jesse. Then when he when the story there seemed to be based on the Chicago Police Department holes in the story, doubt yep, in his yep. story. Uh, Lee Daniels seemed to kind of say, you know, uh, hey, I was duped too. He seemed disappointed publicly. Mm-hmm. And now I think he's saying he gave an interview on the Breakfast Club. What this did week, he say? And he said that he doesn't know whether or not to believe yeah. Jesse Smollett is innocent and that he really can't even weigh in because because his judgment's so clouded by Jesse really being like a little brother to him. <laughs> Um, right. And that he's trying to figure out. He's trying, and I think Fox also is going to play a major role in in trying to determine um, what to do with his character. But I will say one thing: next month we're going to have the upfronts. I don't know if you guys know what upfronts are. Yeah, You're tell familiar. Them. I'm, I'm up, familiar. But upfronts are basically where every network in New, in, in New York City, primarily it happens in New York City, where Fox, CBS, ABC, NBC, they they all BET, take days. Everybody, everyone, they all take days presenting their upcoming lineup, essentially, their upcoming right. lineup of programming for primetime um, to advertisers. And their you know, celebrities advertiser, there. executives come. Yeah. The entire cast of the major sort of tentpole shows come to Rockefeller Center, Radio City. They they literally spend millions of dollars on upfronts because they make their money from commercial advertising. It's like the fashion week of New York, right? Yes. Of, of entertainment, right? I don't think, and I will probably go to Fox's upfront, so stay tuned. <laughs> um, but Empire has been the darling at Fox's upfronts the past few years. Really? Like, they really wait till the end to bring out the cast and they talk about what's coming up in the season and the demos that they reach that no one else has reached. No one else on network TV reaches the demos that Fox right now reaches in their prom time and they kind of tout that. But I think advertisers that are in the audience and there's hundreds of folks in the audience yeah. that literally write the checks that keep Fox on the air, right? They're from from Downey to Procter & Gamble products right. to Dove. That's who's Those in are the, the audience, folks in the office. Yes. And they're selling blocks of advertising to them. They literally do deals at the end of Upfronts. So they decide to spend money in this hour and that hour on that network, et cetera, all in one week's time. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen next month. So Fox will make a decision, I believe, by next month. And if they're if they're not going to bring Jussie, they're going to double down on it. And I'm, in my mind, that would be the thing to do in front of advertisers is just say, look, you guys, We've heard we've heard the response from people on social media or the media in general. And next season, we're going to have Empire. We're bringing it back for its final synops- for, for its finale. Because in my mind, how many more seasons can you do? Um, and here's what's going to happen. Here's what people are going to see. Do you think in in your gut, in your gut, 
do you think that bringing him back will hurt that show? I think bringing him back might help with fans and the cast that, you know, that want to see him, but not advertisers. And that show, what will hurt that show is not making money for Fox because it's a money grab. That's all it is. Empire well, being on Well, that's because of ratings. Long, yes. Empire, I mean, if they don't lose ratings. But ratings are, yeah, ratings being high. That's one thing, but also advertisers wanting to sponsor those hours yeah. because it's not just the rate. The ratings can be there, but also the advertisers got to want to got to want to spend money there to to match those ratings and and buy well, in at premium. Aver- usually, advertisers go where the ratings are, but you're right. True. There are times when something is highly rated, and if, if an advertiser. Um, has a conflict yep. or an issue with a particular show or content, mm-hmm. then, yeah, they won't be a part of it. But they usually go, you know what I mean? So let's say Downey or Procter & Gamble are like, okay, if you bring back Jussie, we're not we're not going to do this. But mm-hmm. then, you know, Cadillac may come through and, yep. and say, we'll put our money in it. You know what I mean? They, but, you they know, get we'll find out two things. We'll find out next month for sure because they'll yeah. be up front. But also the T, Jussie Smollett, the last last night was his final episode on Empire. It was a wedding, right? Yes, he got married to this British guy who's black who lives in London. And part of the whole conflict this season was Jesse not wanting to go to London, so he left to go to London. So essentially, they're not gonna kill him off. They can just not bring him back from London. Like he he literally left last night, mm. and they kind of left us off knowing Jesse is gone. He won't be in the next few seasons or next next few eps to finish right. off this because there still are more I episodes if they left. Shot that before or after? No, girl, they shot it after that. He he filmed like two or three more episodes post all this stuff going down. Really? Post going to ha- having to go and sit in front of the court. Yes. He went back to the set, and it was it was awkward. There was drama. Oh, yeah. um, I know he gave people a speech when he first at one went point. back. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he shot two more episodes, and that's what we just saw, yeah. the last of the two. So he essentially is off the hook. Like, they could take Jamal Lyons, keep him in London, and finish the season or finish the series because I truly believe Empire's come to an end. I'm I'm so glad of what I'm so proud of what they did. They shattered glass ceiling, yeah. in in Hollywood, they did. and they broke rec- records for what a black show could do in prime time. Yeah, but the show's boring now. Is it? It's boring. No one I know watches I it. Watching a while yeah, yeah, come on. I don't stop. know anybody who talks about it. Stop it. Yeah, stop <laughs> it. Taraj, <laughs> go to movies again. Stop. Listen. Um. <laughs> I saw that side. Hi, uh, Jackie. That was okay, someone's in your someone's in your contact lens. No, no, no. Jackie's wearing contacts today, y'all. I was y'all. gonna say that you know I wonder if Jesse is intentionally, and I hope has followed someone's advice to just stay out of the media. Mm. You know what I mean? Not to give interviews, not to um, talk about this situation anymore. Just yep. to move forward. You know that that's what I need. Yes. And, 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 and I also I'll just say this one last thing about Jesse is that I still feel hurt as a black gay man who who stood up in the media for Jesse, who had to go on NBC's. Nightly so you think News. he was lying? I still feel hurt that he hasn't explained certain things that I need answers to. He that's what I feel hurt by. Um, I have never decided if he's lying or not. You know, I had to go on uh, MSNBC and NBC's Nightly News uh, in the midst of the press conference with the sheriff saying that he was lying and say that, you know, I felt hurt. I felt hurt and betrayed because based on what this law official was saying, he is lying. Um, I would love to hear someone, and Jesse, if you're listening, I'll do it, who's from our community that can do an interview with you and ask the questions that we want to know. You know, I want to put on my Sherlock my Sherlock Holmes hat, get a cigar, 
um, put on my trench coat and sit down and cross my legs and ask him questions that I want to know. <laughs> because we stood in the gap for you. The black gays and, and the white gays and everyone stood in the gap for you when you came out and yeah. said you were hazed for being gay. Yeah. Well, I don't think we'll ever know. I got my costume ready. I don't think we will ever know. I got my pipe, my cigar, everything. Listen, the papers are sealed. I don't think we will Jackie, ever Jackie, but he know. has to do an interview. He has to he sit does down. Not, not no. with just Robin Roberts. He, he should just, not do it. You he don't think sh- so? No. I know you feel that you, you that I, I know that you want to know what happened. If I were his attorney or advisor, I would say never, never. speak of it again. Okay. And just let time pass try to move I would I would have never let him speak after those charges were dropped. Yeah. And he came out. I would have I would have had him just walk on and let time pass and just not I don't think he should ever do an interview. Okay. You know I, you I might he- be right. Jackie. I hear what you're saying. Now that you're saying it though, you might be right. You might be it's right. It's just wise for him. Because people, the charges people were dropped, take sound let bites that now. Speak for yeah. It. People take sound bites now yes. and let them live in places and, and, and create drama around just a sign by, a sound bite out of talk context. So yeah. We'll see. I know. I know. And I hear you. And I, I feel for those who were hurt um, by this whole situation yeah. um, emotionally. But I just don't think he should say anything else right now. Okay, Justin. And for a long don't, time don't, to come. Don't, shh, just be whisper, whisper in your house like Anne Frank. Get all, you know, sit sit down yep. on social media. Don't, nothing. Yeah. Like nothing. Nothing. nothing for how long? I would say at least for about five years. Ooh, have a child, raise a yes. family, do it I all. Get okay. on, get move on. Yeah, and okay. then you know, but still work. Yes, okay. still work. He needs a coin. Okay, do work. Legal fees. Yep. Child. Yes. Okay. And do it. Continue to do the good work that they pointed out. You know, he's adopted schools. Yep. He does so much positive things. Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Lean into that. Yep. Just and don't talk about a, this situation. And run from all white walkers. White yes. walkers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for Read This, Read That, you guys. Chris, thank you. This was amazing. It's always great having you here. I feel like my life just gets changed each time I come by. Your energy. You come in here, and it is just like, ah, oh, we oh, love you. And I loved Kiki. <laughs> What's her name, Kiki? Nikki, baby. Nikki. I like Nikki. calling her Kiki. See, this Nikki. is like. I loved Nikki. This is like you she in the Game amazing. of Thrones. <laughs> you're like You're half in. You are half present. This is what I'm saying. I was here for Nikki, and she was amazing. And Kiki, I think I gave her, I gave her that <laughs> that that little name because it's just it was my my way of showing love. Kiki, you mean? <laughs> Nikki, 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 do you love me? Listen, follow us on follow read this read that on social media at read this read that. Leave off that T on Twitter for savings. You can find. Uh, our friend Chris, where at? I'm at Witherspoon C. Uh huh. Yes. And on Instagram, on? Twitter. You getting ready I to go to the upfronts? You always I'm have going something. to upfronts. You'll I'm be on still Wendy. Doing Wendy. Yes. Um, and I have, I'm still working on my project. You guys, it is. It is not. You better be. It is not not happening. That it's is happening. A great. There's so much momentum, and I'm so excited to come talk about it very Listen, soon. People don't realize um, what it takes to launch something like what you're talking about oh my god no. from scratch from scratch and and also to put your ego in a box to the left and let others come in yes. and be a part of your team and that's what i've done i've yeah. expanded my team and Good. i've brought folks in that are brilliant and amazing and experts in their field yeah and i'm allowing them to get their two cents and we've and we've evolved the idea Listen. so you all will be pleased when we launch what I we're launching can't wait i'm yes. so excited yes. i'm gonna be the first customer come on come on uh, of course you can watch joy and we read this weekend on msnbc on am joy Saturday and Sunday morning, 10 a.m. until noon Eastern Standard Time. And 
You can follow me on social media at Jack Reed. I am on the Tom Joyner Show every Tuesday and Friday at 8.15 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm on New York Live at 11.30 on NBC4 here in New York City. I am on The Hub Today in Boston at 12.30 on NBC10. And you can catch my serious show on Saturday afternoons at 2 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. We need a cash register sign. Each time you mention one of the shows, like, (laughs) multiple checks. Yes, Yes. baby. Come on. All right, Chris, until next time. Yes. Bye. Keep it fierce, y'all. Yes. (laughs) 